Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast, The Counter Show. Thanks for joining us today. I got uh, my good friend Keith over there. How are you today, buddy? Hey, Jay. Hey, everybody. Watching uh, from home? 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 From home? Home. Listening from home? Watching from home? Sure. Whatever you, whatever, you might be in your whatever car. You might be doing. You could be in your car. If you're in your car, that's great. Don't watch. Pay attention to the highway. Trust <laughs> well, me. If you're in the back seat, it's all right. <laughs> well, yeah, as long as you're not driving from the back seat. If you're a rather tall person with uh, long arms, you know. You remember uh, the movie? Uh, what was it? Uh, it was a. Um, Roger Moore, I think, was the James Bond. Was it Jaws, was the character where he just kind of like ripped the. Oh yeah, the guy with the yeah the teeth. Yeah, the really tall yeah. dude, man. Yeah, and he yeah, ripped yeah. the seat out, and he just is. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, you know, for all of you super tall people, I, I, I have a very tall father-in-law. He's about six foot seven ish, I think, somewhere around there. So he's yeah, bumped his head a I few hear times. He so broke I, his Hyundai. <laughs> he did break his Hyundai. Speaking of Hyundai, let's talk about what we're going to get into today, Keith. Um. I'm, I well, mean, we've got a, a yeah. plethora of information to give everybody about something. So. so I'm 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 trying to be careful here in how much bait I'm gonna take because I'm a, I'm a little fired up on this, and I, I bet you don't see this coming. But uh, no, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I don't see it coming, which I'm very thankful. As I told you coming on the show today, I'm a little I'm a little fuzzy today for some reason or other, and I'm not quite sure why that is, but whatever. <clears throat> so um, yeah, so we got we got the new Tucson. That uh, mm-hmm. Hyundai's every, it, there's a big buzz going around it right now. Um, we got a little, we got a little, uh, got a little news on the uh, on the uh, the California uh, ban of gasoline engines coming up. We'll get to that. Yeah, but yeah. I was gonna mention you did a um, you did a Hyundai video on your I father-in-law's did. car. I did. It was uh, it was fun to do. Fun to fun to. Um actually it just felt really good to be able to do something for those guys and save them a little money well you know um, what i you know what i always say right never let that? a good never let a good auto or engine repair go to waste get the camera oh, out got the camera out no matter how simple it may have seemed i yeah. was uh kind of detailed in that i actually when i when i got into the thing i i, I i'm looking at it going wow <laughs> uh, okay you know are, are you that way when you repair stuff Surely you are, because you we, you and I think a lot alike in that regard. It's like, okay, well, I would have done this this way. You know, why in the world would they put that there? Because it makes it very hard to slide out. But anyway, yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's why it broke. I can tell you why it broke because it's really not a good design. There's a lot of pressure points that shouldn't be yeah. there that that just happened. So anyway, I got them all fixed up. You guys could check that out over on our parts counter guru, uh, YouTube page, which is uh, youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. When you're there, subscribe, hit that like button, tell a friend, save, love us, like us. And if you hate us, just leave a comment. I don't care. Sure. Yeah. We just want to talk. We just want to talk to you, man. I'm going right? to, so. I'm going to stir that pot in a little bit. I'm sure there'll be some hate. <laughs> I, I can't wait for the hate mail. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Yeah, so I'm excited about, about talking about this uh, this uh, Hyundai today, and um, we'll we'll get into it, the details. Uh, did you already tell everybody what it was? The it's tu- the new tu- Tucson 2022. The, tu- the Tucson? Yeah. As my wife likes to call it, the Tucson? I'm, I'm, we're going to get into um, a lot of details, but I can't. I'm going to trigger, man. I'm going to get triggered if I start. we got to okay. wait. Well, yeah, okay. We'll just we'll just talk about the new engine platforms that are coming down the pike. Some of the changes they've made towards, um, uh, you know, everybody's on that 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 same train of trying to uh, reduce oh, emissions in the go. world. Yeah. All right. And, so uh, so so we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that as well. Right, but, so, but trannies but and how about some news first? Let's get some news live from the Parts County Guru's Information Desk. One eight hundred. Wah. Now, if you if we start calling it information, I'm going to be off my game. See, is that yeah, that's yeah. like your sneaky way to get around me hitting the the news news button? Right, is it, is right. That, so, see? do you do you have like clown? Like, can you hit a clown? Yeah. Before I introduce, because I'm going to bring us into this first story, but you got to have that. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. And th- and then I'm going to let you take over because I know you have a lot to say about this. 
Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, are we serious? Are you... Yes, I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, step right up. California governor. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about him. California governor, and we all know he is, Gavin Newsom. He signed an order banning the sale of new gasoline cars by 2035. Now, governor of California, we all know what California is all about. They're all about saving the planet on their own. And uh, that's kind of kind of why they're where they're at um and apparently they need to spruce up their forest floors a little bit trees are exploding you know so all that sort of good stuff but well, anyway there is no doubt that this dri- derives a little bit from the covid shutdowns yeah of course and it everybody does. taking a walk outside during those shutdowns and being able to see like a mile away through mm-hmm. you know to see downtown we've all seen the pictures of downtown la Mm-hmm. How clean it was. Okay, so <laughs> until the fires hit again this right. year, but so so I get it. I get it. Um, you know, you brought up the point that uh, y- your buddy Boris, who I'm sorry, Boris. I can't, I can't, I can't do that without I, Moose and Squ- I got, I hear Moose and Squirrel in my head every time somebody says Boris. <laughs> uh, but it's the the British Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the point being, the UK announced this what two months ago. That they oh, have a, a, long, a similar initiative, a little, little longer now. I think we, yeah. we talked about it. Yeah, it was, uh, but it was pre-COVID. I think it was BC. So okay, when he announced so, it. Yeah. So before coronavirus. So for for those of you that are not familiar with, let, let me just give you the specifics of what we're talking about here. I've got the article up, um, and I'm I've pulling got the this NPR. from Forbes. I, Forbes. I got the NPR. All right. So article, that's good. So, so we've got. Yeah. Uh, so Gavin Newsom made a declaration that, you know, starting in 2035, sales of new gasoline and diesel powered cars will be forbidden. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah, right. Uh, new cars, new cars. So you right. can't sell a uh, like if like if Ford makes a new um, whatever. Right. Bronco. Right. And they roll that out as a gasoline engine in 2035. It, they will not be allowed to sell that in, in the state of California. Which, again, they're kind of out there on their own. I mean, remember back in the day when you would go in and buy a part, an engine part, and it would be ca- California emissions? Right. I, right. I And I date, I'm dating myself, but that goes way back before now you have that, you know, passes all 50 states. Most of them try yeah. to achieve the same, you know, we're kind of all on the same page when it comes to emission controls. But if you're going to have someone on the forefront, it's definitely going to be California. They did it with the diesel engines, with the On Highway Act. Yeah. Um, started out there, and, of course, it, it wreaked havoc on engines and stuff. Well, with current and that's the thing, know, right? But, so California is going to say, well, we're, we're pushing the envelope, and we're leading the way. And my question is, because, Jay, you and I, and you just made this point, at what cost, right? So, yes, it's right, 2035. Right. It's going to be a while down the road. They've got that's, notice. But, look, man, you and I both know these manufacturers a lot of times wait till a few years before, and then they start playing catch-up. Sure, yeah. Uh, did you see where he signed uh, He signed this uh, was, on the hood of a vehicle? Did, did you happen to catch what it was signed on? I think it was on a Tesla, wasn't it? Ford Mustang Mach-E. Was it a Mach-E? See, Inked I didn't see symbolically that. on the hood of a Ford Mustang Mach-E electric vehicle. Newsom repeatedly stressed that the bill is not only aimed at improving the environmental environment and addressing climate change, but will also re-energize American manufacturing and return domestic auto manufacturing to her leadership position worldwide and increase domestic ex- exports, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Fifteen countries have already established mandates for clean emission vehicles. Uh, how can American manufacturers compete if they are not in the segment? Well, I mean, it depends, because first of all, we as Americans, and I'm, I'm not speaking... I'm I'm not speaking politically. I'm speaking factually on the sales data. We like big trucks. We like big vehicles. We like big SUVs. Yes, we do. The focus here in the United States has never been in the past five years on fuel efficiency. Now, during periods of economic decline, yes, 
that like the 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 high mpg vehicles go sales go through the roof but mm-hmm. when things return to a stable state in the economy mm-hmm. we go right back to buying giant monster trucks right and absolutely SUVs. and that's what they've been pushing for the last decade the last decade has been just tons of trucks man i mean if you think about it what was then, at sema what was at sema last year all all big trucks I all mean, big trucks i and saw the, and, a tesla and it was in someone else's booth it wasn't a tesla well booth. The other thing, too, that people need to understand out there that's, that, that's listening, you probably already know this, but if you don't, give you a little, I, you know, being in, in the industry from a, a, a providing product engine components uh, in the aftermarket, um, you know, diesel performance, man, just blew up like crazy over the last 10 years. I mean, it had always been out there. But now it's it's everybody every average Joe can go get uh, you know a performance package put on their Duramax um, or their you know uh, Navistar engine or your Cummins engine. There, there's always something out there. I know of several suppliers in the aftermarket that have specific performance package for the cylinder head, you know valves, springs, guides, everything like that. So um, this would put a crunch on certain things. But if you read it does say um, that even though it, it bans uh, these, it, you know, it says that although it bans the sale of new gas cars and trucks after the 15-year deadline, it will still allow such vehicles to be owned and sold on the used car market. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't. So right. if I'm a used car guy, man, I'm, you know, that, that could be your ticket. Um, but, we're, you know, where, where are these vehicles going to be? At even the current, and we'll get into a little about the you know talking about this new Hyundai, you know some of the changes they're making to be more well fuel efficient and emission friendly and that sort of and stuff. And look, but and look, I don't know the answer in terms of will this help stop all the wildfire problems and clean up the air? And I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not that smart. But the question that I've got is, and we talked about this a few podcasts back, where I pulled open a map that showed electricity generation by state do you remember that yep and like i remember washington state for example it was a heavy amount of hydroelectric which does it's not surprising Mm -hmm. um but california right now has rolling blackouts and they have had power problems for several years and you and i may be on opposing sides of this but i wonder what this is going to do to their power grid if we force a whole bunch of people all of a sudden to go buy cars that they have to plug in every night uh if they don't ramp up the infrastructure to support that what's it going to do to things true don't you think that 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 leads you know gives strength to the argument about you know other alternatives which like fuel cell type yeah, vehicles if I'm, if I'm somebody you know like gm i'm looking under the hood you know no pun intended right now going is there any chance that this whole nicola thing could come to fruition it sounds like it it's not going to happen. It sounds like it was a lot of hot air. I'm talking about their their hydrogen, you know, vehicles that Trevor Milton touted that it looks like they were just filming trucks rolling down hills, you know, making it look like right. That. But right. Uh, and hydrogen, the the problem that they have with hydrogen right now, and the reason that that uh, Elon Musk laughed at it, scoffed at it, is because it's there's a significant loss in efficiency. So, you know, electric, like if you take electric if you if you charge a battery in an EV, okay, and then you you go back and you use it the next day, you're at about a 98% efficiency, meaning like there's only about a 2% power loss in the charging process to the driving uh, right. experience to the to right. driving right. So right. hydrogen is not that's not true because basically you're taking you're taking hydrogen and you're making electricity with it, and then you're turning electric motors. So that's right. The, right. the the, the, the the ones that I've seen the most uh, potential in, that's how they're doing it. It's ultimately powering an electric motor. So there's a percentage of power loss from the production of that hydrogen to uh, powering whatever kind of engine or motor you've got in the vehicle. So, right. I, so yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. Well, and I'll bring this up. In January of 2018, then-Governor Jerry Brown, he also signed an executive order. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but it, um, he was setting some ambitious targets 
of, I think, 200 hydrogen fueling stations and 250,000 electric vehicle chargers to support 1.5 million zero emission vehicles uh, in Calif- on California roads by 2025. Yeah. And here, see, here the we thing are. is, they're going to kind of make laws and then just see if the automotive manufacturers can actually pull it off, right? I mean, isn't that sort of the... Well, I, I, think, I think that's how it's... I think that's how it happens. Yes, I mean it's it's um, it's ambitious. Now again, uh, take for example the On Highway Act with the diesel engines. They started that thing in in the year two thousand, but they gave it a window of eighteen years. So by twenty eighteen, these things had to all be compliant um, with the new ultra low sulfur diesel and the emissions uh, standards that were out there. You know that are out there now with what we see today, but they see the same challenges that any auto manufacturer would see. Um, and you know, remember one thing that we are, vehicle longevity is the key. And I think that there are so many unanswered questions right now in that regard. You know, when it comes to reliability, a reliability standpoint, because we as Americans, just by habit, just by nature, we want to get in and go. If you have a really technically advanced vehicle and you can't you know, rely on it to just get in it and go because of some sort of charging issue. There's electronic. The more electronics that you put on these things, I think the more, you know, there's going to be some exponential growth of types of issues that we as average repair folks are not going to be able to take care of. And that's something that everybody needs to keep in well, mind because think that's about, a big deal. Think about this for a second, okay? You, you're, you're causing me to kind of... Uh, I, I, I'm reminded of an interesting angle here. So... We all remember the 80s. You remember the 80s, right? Specifically vehicles in the 80s and the kinds of cars that were produced, right? Yeah, I think I remember And one of the big mandates that happened in the 80s that started in California, if I'm not mistaken, was... Oh, uh, I'm sure it did. ...the mandate of catalytic converters, okay? Most of the cars... So so you're talking about... Okay, okay. But by the time it kind of filtered into... The production rest of the in new vehicles, yes. yeah, and the rest of the states. That's right. That's Fair right. point there. Okay, so yep. um, longevity of vehicles. Now, in other words, are these things going to end up in a in a junkyard in a crush pile in ten years, or you know, are they going to last right. thirty or forty? Cars from the eighties. How many cars from the eighties? You know, in terms of ratio compared to cars from the sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. survived the eighties and are still. You know, and we're around a decade and a half later. You know, that's a that's a great point you make right there because, I mean, those vehicles during they were junk. Oh, the catalytic converter mandate just it, jacked it, up cars, man. It I mean, ruined everything. All the they were trying to cram so much emission controls on these things that they didn't quite. I think they knew what was going to happen, but I think they were counting on the fact that maybe people were going to trade up. You know, and. Continues to, you know, by nature, we like to buy something and hang on to it. Yep. I mean, we're not the throw, you and I, we are definitely not the throwaway generation. Now, when you're targeting millennials, and don't get offended, millennials, but we, we, you know, there is an understanding that, that you know, thing, things are a little, you look at things a little differently. You know, maybe you don't want to put all your eggs into that one basket and hang on to it for generations. You know, my dad, I remember as a kid growing up, he would buy a vehicle in hopes to hand that down to me when I got old enough to drive it. And yep. he did. You just don't see that anymore. I mean, who's going out and buying a Nissan, you know, 370Z to give to their kid? They're not doing it. You know, um, you're, you, are you, are you going to go out and buy a brand new C8 just because you want to give it to your kid? Probably not. Um, now we, as consumers, are looking at this going – Okay, do I really want to, you know, unless there's some sort of safety net for me as a gasoline engine owner, which by the sounds of it, with this particular executive order, there is a safety net for you current owners. And, you know, after that year, that's the key is after that year, the production. You and I, Keith, have had many conversations with many people about the industry and how it's changing and how we should be looking at servicing the industry in the future because it's going to be here quicker than you know it. We talked about this as soon as, you know, as early as two years ago, having this same discussion and talking to old colleagues in the industry who have been selling hard parts and engines for years and telling them the EV market is coming, guys. You need to really kind of pay attention to this. And here we are two years from those conversations and how many EV models are out there. And once again, 
and you know, I, I we try to be agnostic on this. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ford is ahead of Chrysler. What what are they calling themselves this week? FICA, <laughs> FCA, whoever they're yeah, whoever know, they're for yeah. sale again, whatever. St- uh, st- stila- st- uh, yeah. st- what is it? Stellatus yeah. or whatever? Stellangus. My you son, know. my son uh, came the up scorpions. to me. We, we were the scorpions. We were, rock you like a hurricane. I don't know. Yeah, why. we were out. We were out for dinner Friday. We were yeah downtown. Stellantis, and big big jacked up Jeep drove by with the doors off. Oh. It was nice. Oh, out. Yeah. He goes, hey, go go up to him at the stoplight because it was like stoplight right through old downtown. You know, you didn't do it. Did Tell you? him you love his Bronco. <laughs> you, did you? Do, you didn't. He was do like, that, do did it, you? do it, and I was like, nah, that guy will get out. He'll get out. I gotta I gotta be talking with a little side shot, man. He's, he's gonna have to have your back in those instances, yeah. man. He better be he better be ready, right? And, and GM, you know, although they getting into this whole Nikola thing, there there's some. Uh, regardless of whether Nikola was a sham or not, it's a good move on several fronts for GM because of the uh, the credits that they will get for the EV. But but Ford ahead of the curve, right? So as this mandate comes through, Ford is one step closer than the other guys mm-hmm. uh, to the well, end they have been. They yeah, just seem they have, to have their act together. They're, they're just, yeah. Again, they're a leader, not a follower, We and we know that. Funny um, you should bring that up. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, they're they're innovative in what they're doing, and we've been having this argument—not an argument, but this discussion—about you know lack of innovation from specific technology companies out there that are just following and not leading. Um, Ford is just one of those manufacturers that that kind of has their their eye on the on 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 the ball, man. You know. So uh, I want to I want to get into that very concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead lead not follow. Right, and I want to apply that to this new Hyundai Tucson that we we just saw a reveal on. Um, yeah, let me, if I may, Jay. You may, sir. You I need may, to sir. Give, I need to give a little little disclaimer. So, so, ladies okay. and gentlemen, first of all, thank you for watching and subscribing, uh, telling a friend if you if you're if you're thinking about if you're watching us on YouTube right now. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, share it. We appreciate that very much. We're going to get into an opinion piece here on this new this new Tucson, uh, the 2022 model year. We've mm-hmm. got some engine details. We've got some um, uh, technology details. Uh, what what else are we going to get into on this? Well, it's a it's a it's a pretty much it's a it's a it's a pretty big overhaul really it's for their what fourth generation it's they, a new, they have yep. yeah they have gotten um they they've really taken that next step and i've got my opinion on that as a current second generation owner okay of yep, Hyundai there Tucson. You go. my my wife loves this vehicle i fell in love with it with the, you know when i first drove it um but i can tell you some of the shortcomings that it has over the years but okay. here's the testament to that vehicle though let me say this real quick before we get into the discussion and this will come up and this is important this is a two mine is a 2010 and it's a limited it's loaded um i've got nearly 200,000 miles on it still driving it taking care of it it done well so i'll just leave that there that may not they may no longer be the focus but but that remains to be seen okay right so i'm gonna get a little bit triggered on this because i I watched these i I watched the official press release from hyundai uh jay and i've both read through the documentation um we've had side conversations i've consulted with my resident household you know vehicle expert who's 10 about it um he's gonna he is a guru the more that i watch this this media event the more i just got so just they're blowing it okay so i'm just gonna warn you all before we get into this i might get a little bit hot okay on 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 this topic because and and for good reason and i'll explain that okay now okay Um, okay 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 so you want to you want to lay this out? Do you want? Yeah, I guess I could just carry us right into it, unless you 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 want to. Campbell, let, let's just say this. Okay, so you've got we're 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 currently third generation is available to twenty twenty one. They right? they just that just got released. I mean, and you look at the engine platforms. Hyundai's um, really bad about they roll something out and it's two calendar years ahead, and they're already trying to put it on the lot. 
They've right. done that it's from it. the beginning. Yeah, it's kind of interesting and it's confusing at the same time. So, you know, I don't know if that's a you know a bad move for them or a good move for them because, like for me, currently I need a new. A, I I want to buy a more modern vehicle with more modern safety um, features because everything has you know well, all of these side side view cameras you know and all, all these things that my 2010 Tucson does not it does not even have a factory rear camera in it which now that's mandatory on all vehicles they I think made after it 2018 fairly clear in their there. press release event that they are definitely focusing on new features they right? are tech heavy and we'll get into that and yep. um, I don't know if that's going to be a problem for them or a good thing for them but we'll we'll talk about it okay but so so who are they roll, focusing this on? You you pointed this out. We saw the word. It said they put the word. I mean, it's word right on there. It says you millennials. I mean, At the very right entrance and the countdown very, coming in, yes. showing the car. Yes, yes. So it is. It is. There is no question who they're going after. Now, here's where here's where I start to get worked up. Okay, this car company started as, um kind of copying uh, Hyundai and Kia kind of had a reputation when they broke into the US market that they were kind yeah. of copying some of the other successful vehicle models in the United States to try to win notoriety and they right. leveraged their longevity the 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 durability of those engines and the and the dependability of the Asian platform that they were able right. to go and compete head on with a you know, for example, this Tucson, a lot of times people would look at the uh, previous uh, generations and go, that's a Lexus copy. Right. That's a, you know, the Lexus RX copy. Right. Well, we're in a, this is fourth generation now, okay? I, I watched this, this, you want to call it a keynote or whatever? And I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay, are we, this is an Apple, they had the music, it sounded like an Apple mm -hmm. keynote, the, they bring guy out on stage, there's a... And I'm like, is this an Avengers trailer? Is this a, you know, what am I watching here? Are we are we going to talk <laughs> right. about a car? Which, so, by the way, during the whole time, the music, the background music, uh, I don't know if you got got on your nerves or not. Mm. It's like it's like being in Vegas, man, in a casino. You know that. Right. And so, well, that's targeting the millennials, I guess. Exactly. The thing that they are very good at is they are very good at copying what other companies have done with a measure of success. Meaning, you know, Apple does these keynotes really well. Let's take elements of that. But I think we're at a point in the history of Hyundai mm -hmm. when it's time to stop copying everybody else. Okay, this right. is the fourth generation and of this vehicle. If this generation is an indication of what they're continuing to do, which is copy, then they're not gonna stop copying because what I saw on the stage looked there are elements of this vehicle that uh, look like every everything that's currently in the U.S. market. Why are they doing this? I mean, I, and, and I they're don't putting know. CGI in the background, and this guy looks like he's standing on some sort of like I don't even know what that like MC Escher pattern <laughs> in the background. And it's right. Like, and also one of the one of the uh, one of the parts where the passenger is actually riding with um, uh, I think his name was Paul Chu was what his name was. Yeah, Paul. He just said, I am Paul. Right, right, and it's like uh, I felt like I was in a um, Jurassic Park uh, movie or something right, with this guy. Right, right, right. Did you did you feel that way? Yes. I mean, it was just kind of it was just uh, it was just kind of weird for me. So I, 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 I gotta it. say this, man, and and look, I okay, I I can I can I can carefully and respectfully frame this. So you and I watched the Nissan Z Proto reveal. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. Right, and they gave a factoid in that uh, reveal where they said the majority of new Z sales happen in the United States, and it was like over seventy percent. Does that sound right, right to you, Jay? Yeah, yeah. Now that's right. I don't know what percentage of these Tucsons are 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 bought by American consumers versus the rest of the world. They but, gave global figures. But, but it's not, a pretty large chunk here in the U.S., right? Well, they've sold through the first three generations um, over seven million. Okay, um, so there you go. So if it's a considerable part of your sales numbers for that vehicle or that platform, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
please stop sending somebody out there that doesn't speak. If your English is not your first language, I understand. But you're losing me. I can't follow you. I can't right. understand what you're saying. And there's this language barrier thing. And I can't. It's so distracting to me. I'm like, wait, what? What? And that may not matter if the majority of your consumers aren't English speaking. But if they yeah. are, is it the smartest move to come out there and stumble through some kind of... I just don't... You know, Nissan, by comparison, they brought a guy out that spoke perfect English. Right. And right. he moderated the whole thing, right? And Yeah, he did. He did. And, and you can do that. I, I don't... I did kind of... I felt like I was, they were coming off on the cheap. It was like, okay, we got to throw this little uh, PowerPoint yes. together. This and it just didn't come off very well to me. Uh, we got to do um, what everybody else is doing because that's what works. <laughs> right. You and, know, I would have just assumed gotten a brochure in the mail and just let me read about it yeah, myself. Yeah, so... Before we get into before we get into a couple of the details, which I guess we get, yeah. need to jump into, um, they said something in this presentation. They said in des- defining the fourth generation Tucson. This is finger quotes for those of you listening on the podcast. We deliberately chose the untraveled path. Right. So I think the English translation is we we went down the path not chosen or whatever, right? Right, right. Did you really? Because it looks to me like you just copied everybody else on every single aspect of this car. They also claim that it's the most dynamic model that they've ever put out. Um, my opinion is, and I, being an owner, I think that their jump from generation one to generation two was the biggest jump from generation to generation that they ever made. Uh, generation two to three, nah. Not so great. A little stylish. Little styling changes on the exterior. They've stayed with the same engine platforms. They they added uh, the turbocharged engines. Um, they had a 2.4, a 2.0. Um, and we'll, we'll get into some of the newer engines that are going to be um, com- coming, out, uh, coming out for this next platform. So what are you showing here? Okay, Keith? so this is a this is a fight we get into at home all the time between <laughs> between Sideshot yeah. and myself. Is right. he watches these car videos, and they did this. They kept referring to this thing as an SUV. Hyundai corporate gets up there on stage, and they're like SUV, 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 SUV. And I will walk through the room when my son is watching these videos, and I will look at that car, and I will go, "Son, that is a crossover. It is not an yeah. SUV." And yep. he says to me. Dad, you're using yesterday's definition of an SUV. The current generation's definition of an SUV is different, and you've got to change with the times. So I right. thought, all right, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do this the right way. All right, I have pulled I up Merriam-Webster's <laughs> dictionary definition of SUV. Okay, I'm just gonna read it here on the show. A rugged automotive vehicle similar to a station wagon, but built on a light truck chassis okay wait a minute wait a minute or utility vehicle okay so let's define that let's talk about vehicles that are now in the current u.s market that would fit that okay um bronco bronco um tahoe yep um actually an escalade i i would even Uh, go so far as some of the jeeps because that's kind of of a truck chassis right yeah i think so yeah some of the jeeps um and on and on. Um, how about the uh, how about the uh, Toyota Sequoia? Yeah, I would say that's okay. a truck for sure because it's built on. Um, isn't it on the, uh, the, the 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 what is it the the big Tundra? Yeah, platform. We go right? Forerunner, right? That's a that's a light I, truck chassis. I would say it's so. Got that's its own like platform. on the it's on the Tacoma. Is it on, on its own or is it a Tacoma platform? Well, it's either way. Tacoma's a light truck. That's right. So your point is well taken there, and I don't think that the definition has changed. You guys I need think, to stop with this ugh, station right. wagon crap and calling them an it's SUV. A, it's a it's a it's a um, it's a CUV. Wouldn't would you call it that a crossover, a crossover. utility vehicle? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, and that's a great argument. I think that we we welcome the argument. People just comment. And they have got know. light truck platform vehicles over there at Hyundai. Sure, they do. Yes. This ain't yes. one of them. Stop nope. calling it an SUV. It's a car. Nope. And I'll <laughs> I'll take you one further. If you don't believe me, you take mm-hmm. their word for it. Go watch them in their presentation use the word car. I stopped counting at a dozen. A dozen times I heard the word car. This yeah, car, also, this car, this car, that car, this okay. car. Okay. 
Okay, it's a comment. Right, and, and let me ask you this question. <laughs> I told you how I was going to get fired up. How many? Yeah, it's okay. Well, let's get even more fired up. Okay, how many trucks out there are front-wheel drive? Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Point taken. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you go. You, you call it what you want to call it. We'll call it what we want to call it. And we're not calling it an hey, SUV, even though the, the walk, marketing term for this thing is an SUV. It's really not. Walks like a duck. Sounds like a duck. <laughs> so, yeah, let me say this. We have fallen into that trap in the industry of categorizing these things as what they are. We need to branch that out. I think for simplification, this is what they do. And I don't know who's driving that. But I will tell you, in the world of mapping engines, cataloging stuff, and I'm not talking about just the aftermarket. I'm talking about OEMs because they're involved in all this as well. You've been on to all data. You've seen how that works. All that's mapping. And they take all the information from the manufacturers and they categorize this stuff. These guys fall under truck. There is no SUV. It's a, you have categories. You have uh, off-road. You have car. You have passenger car, truck, and van. You got three choices. Point being, industry established standard. Exactly. Cat- classification system. Yep. That is a standard, meaning it's above multi multiple manufacturers. Okay. That's right. And this is how we classify them. So yeah, you I upset just, the apple cart when you come up with some sort of new thing, man. It's right. either a car, it's it's either a car or a truck, and they're calling it an SUV because that falls under the sport utility vehicle truck segment, and it really should fall under the car segment. It really should. Bottom line, period. I don't care how much you slice it and dice it. It is not a truck. It is not a van. It is a station wagon. Well, it is a and they wagon. spend a lot of time talking about performance, and there's a hybrid in this thing, and they then they yeah. go into, you know, this this is typically when you have a hybrid, they suffer a little bit on performance, but they've made some uh, advancements in their platform to to allow for better performance out of a hybrid and yeah, so on and so forth. Three versions, right? Yeah, three versions of a hybrid plug-in. So and what do you got? You got any details on that? Um. I don't have the dynamic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're they're smart. What's the their smart stream, which is smart streams is, liter yeah. Yeah. I, and I've got I've got some information on that. Let me. Then find they've got that. a okay. one point six liter turbo, direct mm-hmm. injected. Okay, hybrid or plug in on that one, and then they've got a two point five liter that has a, a hundred and eighty two pound feet of torque. Uh, I don't know. Again, why do we care about torque out of a crossover? But I guess, you know, all right. Uh, um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, what would you pull with that? What, is it, what does it matter? Uh, I, I, don't I get see, the turbo. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I sort of feel like they're cherry picking like, ooh, well, that went over well in the Mach-E presentation. Let's copy that and compare it to ours. Um, right. Instead of kind of having an opportunity here to set the the, the, the precedent and and to innovate, um, so they did uh, tout a fact that it would go from Tucson to was it Los Angeles on near Tucson a- to L.A. on nearly a tank, which I did the math on that. And it depends on which direction. I would say anywhere between 485 miles and 520 miles. And that's miles. the hybrid. That's the hybrid, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, that's that's great. Okay. So just so you know, SmartStream, and I, and I, I knew I, I had the information on it, SmartStream is just their their next platform of, of engines. Basically, the Hyundai SmartStream, uh, SmartStream is gas and diesel engines. It's an all-aluminum uh, engine family. Um, they debuted these things like the third generation Hyundai i30 hatchback, I think. Uh, it was unveiled in 2018 at the Paris Auto Show. So it's just their next level. Because they yeah. have, if you look at Hyundai, they've got Gamma, Theta, the the NU line. And then they also now they have a sport line Thanos, called Inline, Iron Man, which, Thor. Wait, what, what are we talking about <laughs> exactly, here? Exactly. Now, exactly. let's just nail out. Sirius. Sirius right. was one. Yeah, all that. And that's part of their. Um, See, because and you you were talking about them stealing stuff, so they use Mitsubishi 
Yeah. Mitsubishi heavily early on. They used Mazda heavily early yep. on yep. in their engine platforms. They were just basically using what was out there. And then they finally branched off and, and started developing their own engines. So, so that's here's where some, the Theta and Here's Here's the in. feature section of the program, ladies and gentlemen. Let me rattle <laughs> off some quick features for those of you interested. All right. Um, it does have highway driving assist, mm-hmm. uh, forward collision assist. Pedestrian detection, detection, lane keep assist, lane follow assist, blind spot, blind spot collision warning, surround view monitor, uh, reverse parking collision avoidance assist, remote start, high beam assist, driver attention warning, uh, and rear cross traffic collision avoidance. uh, Adaptive, uh, they call it advanced smart cruise with stop and go and safe exit warning. Okay. You got the, like you said, the blind spot stuff and everything, which I want to talk about that a little bit. No, it's not, but I do, it is, it is new for the Tucson. Uh, Some of this stuff is new for the Tucson. But every one of those things is in our 2017 Lexus RX 350. Right. And and which let's, let's, and let's talk about that. Lexus is, it is a higher luxury line. Now, so, and again, Hyundai has okay, has, okay, they're, they're, okay, Mister Smart Guy. Well, they're habitually. We also looked at a Ford Edge before we bought the Lexus, and Ford Edge had available as an option. You know, depending yes. on the package that you bought, every right. one of those features for that model. Year. Okay, you have brought up two vehicles. You have brought up two vehicles today. That if you look at the profile of this vehicle, the back end of it, the front end, and everything, you can get three vehicles out of this thing. It, 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 like an Acura RDX, maybe even a Lexus front end. Um, the rear looks like a Ford Edge with that light bar all the way across the back. You know, I mean, it's there. It's like yes, they are taking oh, let's, elements let's of all of these here. other vehicles. We like that. That's a, <laughs> let's put that that's over right. here. Now, one of the coolest things though that I that I did like about the front end of this is the hidden driving lights there that's pretty cool it is i mean it's is it, it's like is it cool enough to sell a vehicle on just that though it's cool enough to sell it to a millennial okay that's a good point i mean yeah. point you got who are they targeting here right, right? and we're going to get into some of that why why they're doing what they're doing they they came right out and said hey man we don't really care about the rest of you guys we want millennials to buy this car because that's what they said in the very beginning um so one of the things that i like about the blind spot and as a current owner, this Hyundai Tucson has a lot. Mine, the third generation, has a lot of blind spots in it. Or second generation, excuse me. And the one feature that I do like is that the dash is completely flat now. You don't have that just bulbous, like, cluster, yeah. in- instrument cluster in the middle yeah. anymore. It's flat. You have a great view of the road. Yeah. But it's it, all digital. Just like when I was in that Tesla. <laughs> right, it's exactly and, what it felt like to me. But it has the it, they, but they've added the monitor for the blind spot. So if you get the alert, you actually can look down at your instrument panel and see what's in your blind spot. Which is again, yeah, it's technology, and it's at a, it, it's in a vehicle that I will guarantee you that price wise, you're you're probably starting out twenty eight to thirty two thousand dollars competitive a, for what you get yes for what you get yes now and i will that's say that's what sold me on the your gen 2 looks it. like an original you know why i bought that thing i'll be honest with you i will just be quite frank about this okay i was looking for an suv <laughs> a cuv um i wanted something more reliable for my wife with hands-free technology so because i was commuting a lot i had an hour drive in an hour drive home also um but i wanted something that looked a lot like a high-end vehicle because i couldn't at that time i honestly i wasn't gonna drop 40 grand on something but it doesn't look like a copy no it does have it it has some some elements that are copied from the lexus rx well they all do they all do right that. but it doesn't and, look um, like they set out from the beginning to copy no. and again that was a big jump for them right. they went from what it was which was uh for lack of better terms i don't know it starts with a well it's a pile of something so, anyway so um so here we are <laughs> two generations later and they've got an opportunity to push that innovation envelope 
And it looks like they're just looking around going, what are the other guys doing? Right. Okay, so a couple more features, okay? All-wheel um, drive, H-track. Okay. Are you happy about that? I mean, Mud and snow? Yeah, that's nice. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a strong positive. It's not going to take you in the backwoods. And I don't care what they say. It's mud, sand, and snow is what the three three driving features on that. Yeah, that H track. Honestly, for the buyers of that car, that is a good that is a good option. There you go. It'll I serve think you well. All in bad vehicles. Yep. I think all vehicles. Every single vehicle out there on the market, outside of a muscle car, should be all wheel drive. Yeah, I mean it's a great safety thing. That's my opinion. When when our son was born. My bought my wife an all-wheel drive. You know mm-hmm. that was a big deal. There is there is validity to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the digital key thing, right? It's cool. Uh, use yeah, your but- cell phone if you forget your keys. Um, I can see where that would be a factor. Tesla's been doing it for years. Nothing new, right? But right. okay, good, great, good. Let's let's go heavy on tech. Let's talk about these things that they're doing now that everybody else has been doing. So okay, ten point two five inch touchscreen in the. In the, Who in the else vehicle? has got that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, the, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I mean, fine. Like, didn't they we, are going to have to do that, right? Didn't we do a vehicle review recently that has some of these similar? Wasn't it a Lexus? No, it was a Toyota. It was the Venza. The new Venza. That's right. Yeah. The Toyota Venza. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, let's see. Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So, hmm. smart move there, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, they do have the smaller 8-inch touchscreen version available. Mm-hmm. Um, Bose Premium Auto System. Now, they have mm-hmm. not yet released the packages. In other words, yeah. you know, what package you're going to have to buy to get their Premium Auto and all that. Um, right. I new, would say probably the limited. Oh, I would say, yeah. The new Car to Home feature allows customers to control smart home appliances from the car. They can turn on the air conditioner at home before they arrive. Um uh, yeah, as long as it's integrated with their voice command, which it looks like they've but, improved. But, but let me ask you a question. If people who, again, who are you targeting? Well, with, that's the thing. If you're targeting millennials, man, a lot of millennials live in inner city. They're in eh, apartments downtown. Connected and, homes I mean, are a thing. I mean, you know, Amazon well, just came out this past week with a whole bunch of new. They've got a drone now that'll fly around inside your house as a surveillance system. Do you, have you heard about that? What? Yeah. What? While you're gone, Why it's a little we mini drone with a camera, and it'll just fly around inside your house and and like. Dude, that's creepy. I don't, I don't care what anybody. That's creepy. Connected home, okay. But <laughs> oh, okay, we got to be careful here that we're not just replacing one screen for another. Meaning, well, you're not supposed to be texting and driving, or you're not supposed to be, you know, using your your smartphone to do stuff like this while you're driving. Right. If you put that capability on the screen of the automobile. Mm-hmm. Your eyes are going to go right back off the road and onto that screen. Now, if right. like I said, if it's integrated with voice control, different story. I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah, I think that there is a lot of voice voice control in this model. It's heavy voice control. Yes, based on what I was what I saw in the reveal, um, and then going back and looking at some of the other features, I believe it's heavy voice control. So, uh, climate system has some purification features, which is fantastic. Which is really good. Yep. I I I love that. Uh, that's the first thing. They've, they call it smart air conditioning. They've got this whole new dual setup, automatic temperature control, which is nothing yeah. new. Uh, but it's the first to offer uh, reduces moisture from the evaporator mm-hmm. and keeps the air conditioning system clean and free of odor. Uh, right. Car to home and air purification features are available in select markets. I don't know what right. that means. And I mean, I know what it means, the, but I don't know where it means. Yeah. Well, and they kept focusing on the comfort in the vehicle. And liken it to being in an aircraft, right? So how the the air circulates in an aircraft. Okay. And that you just have this like constant feeling of flow. And if you looked at it, they they say they're one of the first ones. I can't be certain of that because I didn't go back and research other models that may have this feature. But it has the one single vent that goes all the way across. That's that's Tesla. Yeah. so, So there you go. I mean, but still... For a car like this, they're they're putting a lot of of heavy features like this comfort creature comfort stuff into this. And if you go back to some of our podcasts way back, Keith and I talked about, um, you know, that's the direction that, that that most auto manufacturers are going. They're they're becoming they're 
becoming so tech heavy um, for this generation. And, and I said that early on, that the more tech you add, the harder it is or the more frequent you're going to have issues. They're going to rise. And, yeah. And unless they have the ability to be able to push updates to this thing, well, like over the air, like, like Tesla does. And, and there was no mention of that. Exactly. I didn't see any of that either. And honestly, um, I don't think they have the infrastructure in place to be able to handle that right now. Yeah, because the only way right now that you could do that if you have a software update on the vehicle is is you would literally physically have to go to the dealership and have them plug it, plug in. it in. Yep. And go through that that whole thing. So um, that'll be interesting to see. That, uh, let's see. So we know colors. Them. There's a white cream, phantom black, shimmering silver, nocturne gray, yep. Amazon gray. Does that mean it mm-hmm. matches the prime vans that are driving around in the neighborhood? <laughs> those are brown, aren't they? Or black with no, orange stripe? No, are gray here. Huh, I haven't seen those. Yeah. Amazon gray. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, All right. Flame red, Ooh, intense yeah. blue. And six of those are new for the, for the vehicle, for the Tucson. Right, hybrid right. and plug-in hybrid models offer... Uh, four colors: white, cream, phantom black, shimmering silver, and intense blue. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's black or uh, let's see, in, interior environments come in black or gray, in either cloth or leather. All yeah. Right. The one thing they and and again, this is something that I I I'm kind of disappointed with Hyundai a little bit, but I guess they have to, you know, you're, you're continuously improving on your your internal combustion engines and your platforms. I get that. But the, the, the second generation, they they had a, a 2.4 liter Theta engine that was one of the most durable engines, I think, that, that Hyundai came out with. And they just basically totally abandoned it with this model. Um, they're doing a bunch of 1.6 liters that you're, uh, they're going to be uh, direct injected, turbo direct injected. You've got some d- uh, 1.6 diesels, 2.0 liter gasoline, 2.0 liter diesels. Um, and then also, I think there was going to be on the high end, maybe the end line that's like a 2.5 liter. Um, and then they keep touting this CVVD, which is the continuously variable valve duration, which I mean that's kind of like technology that 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 Honda, you know the VTEC engine. I mean the the VTEC E. I mean this is not like new technology. It's really. marketing. It's marketing exactly. So when you look at these things, most of these guys are doing the same as other engine manufacturers. It's just they're 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 giving it a different patented name. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there might be some some slight different variation on the technology, but they're all achieving the same thing, which is the highest gas mileage, the most efficient, while not allowing for this thing to go like blow smoke everywhere and, and emit emissions all over the place. This is going to be very low. They're they're trying to get that with well, a pure zero emission standard, yeah. and this is kind of helping them get to that next level. But variable valve timing and stuff like that that technology has been around for for decades man a long long time this is nothing really new yeah so i don't, think don't get fooled um, by you that you know overall i'm not dis i i guess the vehicle itself i expect is going to be pretty solid i mean when you know if and when we get the chance to drive one we can speak to that a little bit more they're not out for touch and feel yet but right i guess i was i was hoping that that Hyundai would take this opportunity to be a little bit more innovative. I think they're ready. Mm -hmm. And I think they're still kind of, uh, there's, they're just still following everyone. And that's really the, the disappointment that I had was this platform was such a huge opportunity for them. And they're kind of just, I don't know, man. I, I I just don't think that there's a clear bit, you know, a big thing with me, Jay, is I will always, and you know this, you've been around me a long time. I'm always thinking about the end result, right? Like, so communicate with whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish as an end goal. Mm-hmm. And then you use features, selling points, marketing, you know, platform capabilities to get you there. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but it seems to me like their end result is just showing everyone that they have these two. And that's not a complete package. That's not, you know, it's still, there's probably going to be a great vehicle. I just, 
Yeah, I mean, from a reliability standpoint, Hyundai's done a really good job of of, of that. And it was something that you and I were talking about before we came on air was where is this thing going to be produced? My my second generation was fully manufactured and assembled in, in Korea. Now, guys, you've heard Keith and I talk about that some of the vehicles that come out of Japan that are fully assembled there, they're typically, you know, uh, the sport vehicles like your your Z, Nissan Zs mm-hmm. and, and the Venza is going to be, I think the Venza may be also a fully uh, full Japanese production as well. That That carries weight for a lot of people in the industry. Now, whether they're going to move this thing to Alabama where the the Sonata is or, I, or the yeah outside of uh, Montgomery yeah right. yeah so yeah. Um, I, who knows I I kind of doubt it because I think it'll affect their price point to do that yeah yeah and you think you know that's that depends it depends on how many of them they're selling globally well, versus how many of them they're selling in the United States and you bring up a really 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 good point that this thing is in other markets and oh it's being so that, released in korea first a- absolutely and it's and it's a, and they run a lot of diesel engines in europe and this is a in japan these diesel engines are big and that's why you see what do they say like 12 different engines are going to be running this thing you know it was uh six gasoline four diesel and then the two or three different hybrid yeah uh versions um which i think is a lot of overkill for, and I don't think that they really needed to bring that up in the presentation for the U.S. market because the diesels will not be here in the U.S. market. Yeah, so it's really yeah. it's just not. I don't think it, I don't think you'll see that. They'll reserve that for other markets. So, but they did make that a point that there's going to be different markets that they will be targeting. So maybe this thing will be a fully uh, fully uh, Korean production vehicle. Um, I also found interesting too that that they had two wheelbases. They had a they had a long wheelbase and a short wheelbase. Did yeah, you really odd? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I I guess I get it. There you are know, some manufacturers have, that are doing that. Um, well, for that it's added it's third like, row competitive sales edge. Yeah, like like the Tahoe versus Suburban. Yeah, where it's really the same platform, but it's a little longer in wheelbase, and it gives you a little bit more versatility if that's what you're looking for. So, yeah, I, I you know maybe that's what they're trying to do um, with that. Um, but but outside of that, I don't really understand because how much how much more could you possibly you know pick up in in, in length and cargo? Well, space? I think uh, with, again, with I think the map. strategy there is to go after that buyer that says I have to have a third row and I will only consider cars, pardon yeah. me, SUVs, SUVs that have a third row capability. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, that you know they showed some of the other gadgetry that everybody else is doing. We we talked about this with the um, yeah, just, the, I just uh, uh, the the new Rav Four, I think it was, where you've got certain levels of the gate coming up. I mean, just just stupid fluffy stuff that doesn't even really yeah, you know, it's nothing new. You I know? mean, I get, I'm not a millennial. Maybe that's a big deal to millennials. Hey, if it's a big deal to you and you're a millennial, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel. Yeah. And tell us what well, you think. And if you think yeah. I'm straight up nuts for hating on Hyundai, you can leave that in there as no. well. I got a question for everybody, and I'd like for you to comment on this as well. You know something that I didn't really see on the dash anywhere? Everything's touch. Yeah. I mean, I like a knob. Yeah. I mean, knobs are cool, man. I mean, millennials why, why, don't just totally, care. why just totally abandon the, the knobs? Because they're going after millennials. Yeah, I get it. So the the tranny on this these things careful eight speed yeah, <laughs> yeah. eight speed yeah eight speed automatic six they got a six speed and an eight speed automatic um, and I think if I'm not mistaken I didn't see any shifter so it means it's a wired yeah um, not surprised. shift which which is not anything new to yeah. the industry either but everybody's going away from the the shifters to give you more of that you know ergonomical feel within the vehicle which that is one thing again me being a second generation owner and this being the new one coming out if you looked at the interior of this thing i love the big console in the center you feel like you're sitting in a cockpit almost similar to like a what what you would get into like a a sports car like a corvette yeah same thing you have the cockpit now who they will not be targeting with a vehicle like this would be my father-in-law 
who does not care for center consoles. He has trouble getting in and out of them. So if you're a very tall person, this may be a difficult thing for you. I don't know. Um, but again, they're not targeting. Well, we got uh, the data. All the millennials are shorter, so, you know. <laughs> Take a poll, man, really? <laughs> I don't know, That's man. That's a good one, man. Yeah. 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 You got that data, really? I'm, I'm, I'm here all week. So, so we, I mean, we've, we've talked, I mean, what else do we need to talk about this thing? I, the only thing the left to talk about is where to find us, I think. Yeah, yeah. So there you go on the Hyundai Tucson 2022. That'd be the 2022. I mean, the 2021, guys, is it's been upgraded over the 2020 and 2019 even, but it's still its own generation. I think it's uh, that's a third generation for sure, which came out in 2018, I think. They ran the second generation from 2010 to 18 or 17 or something like that. Anyway, seven years. Just uh, make sure, Jay, when you tell everybody about where to find us, just uh, let them know they can copy that information down. <laughs> yes. If you'd like, we can send you a, we can send you a copy so you don't have to copy. Just like. Yeah. I mean, anyway, just, hey guys. Yeah, it never gets old. We, yeah, it never gets old. We really, really hope that you enjoyed the, today's show. Uh, if so. Uh, why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel, which you can go to uh, youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Um, hit that subscribe button. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Like us as much as possible and then share as much as possible. And don't forget to ring those bells because if you ring that bell, then uh, anytime we put a video out on YouTube, you will know. You'll be the first to know because you will be you are an exclusive subscriber to the channel. Please tell people. Now, Keith. Some people don't care for YouTube. Some people don't want to watch stuff. They like to listen to it. Yeah, Where well, can they find those us? would not be millennials. No. You don't think so? Yeah, yeah. So go to partscountaguru.com and click on the podcast links, and you can get to every platform there, or you can just specifically choose and listen from that website as well. What's that? Uh, what is it? Uh, partscountaguru.com forward slash uh, podcast? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just That'll take you right to the podcast page where you can any just... Of the, it, you, there's any always of the, a podcast yeah. on the home screen. If you click on the word yeah. podcast on the home screen, it'll, it'll take, take you to you all the podcasts. Take you to all of those things. And anytime we... Do you have anything to uh, mention on the podcast today? Uh, I do not. Okay, no worries. I do not have anything to mention on the mentioned on the podcast. Okay, well, there's a lot of stuff there that you can go check out. Um, we've uh, featured on our podcast, and we leave those links up there. And uh, please uh, click through there, and uh, that'll take you over to uh, to uh, Amazon. Unless maybe I put a link to this reveal video in the mentioned on the podcast. I will tell you that if you read the comments, they're quite entertaining. Um, and a lot of them <laughs> have to do with a little bit of the translation English as a second language, like people kind of pointing out kind of some of the, the gaps yeah, there. I, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I witnessed some of that stuff. It's kind of interesting to, to hey, watch that. Here you go. Here, Ontario's listening. Highway Traffic Act. No motor vehicles shall carry more than four lighted headlamps. Hyundai. How about 10? Because of all the <laughs> new front lighting, you know? Oh, I know, man. Um, it's good. Yeah. So they so then they may not even meet the uh Yeah, who knows? There's people on here that think it's a twenty twenty one model. Make a car with not. a V eight, then I might buy one. And yeah, that ain't that ain't oh, happening. Come on. Uh come on. You want a V eight in that? Why? You know? So hey, while Keith's looking for uh for further dirt and details, so let me just yeah. yeah, yeah. So let me just I'm say done. this. Yeah, partscountaguru.com. Um there you can navigate to anything. You can, you can click on our YouTube channel. You can go to our podcast platforms, whatever. Uh, you can also shop on Amazon by clicking through on the uh, Amazon icon up at the top right hand side of the page. Um, by shop, and you don't even have to buy anything that we have on our podcast. You can just click that and go shopping. Yeah, it still that supports the out. show. That's right. That supports the show. Yeah, so it helps us out. So please feel free and to look, do that. And look, you all know you're going to buy stuff off Amazon anyway. So why not just go to our website, just and click go through to our it's website. the same price. We get That's the affiliate it. credit. You support the show. We all win. 
That's it. Oh, hey, aren't we on a new podcasting platform? We Amazon shows up with your crap late, you know, just like usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of bitter today. Uh, yes, we are. Uh, Amazon has launched a... Uh, they've integrated the podcast platform as part of their Amazon Music, so they now have a podcasting segment for their music platform. Yeah. And we are on Amazon Podcasts. Uh, yeah, we've been awesome. added to their library or their catalog or whatever you want to say. You can find us there. We're on it. All of all the historical ones as well. So it's it goes all the way back. Keith is on top of that stuff, man. He was uh Johnny on the spot, man, when that when that was available yeah, to us. So it came out thanks, like thanks. just just in the past few weeks. Thanks for doing that, buddy. I yeah, appreciate man. that. So and and I know our listeners do because it just gives them more options, man. And you you, you know, hey, just like the Hyundai Tucson, you can't run out of options. Yeah. You know, so, hey, so um, you might like to follow us on social media. That would be facebook.com forward slash uh, parts kind of gurus. Uh, like us there, share. We put a lot of neat stuff there as well. You can check us out over on Instagram where we do run some of these video segments on IGTV over there. That is uh, instagram.com forward slash the parts kind of gurus. We're on Twitter, and that would be twitter.com uh, forward slash the counter show. At the Counter Show, which you are listening to right now, uh, and we appreciate it if you are, and if you're watching, we appreciate it. So, um, did I miss anything? Nah, I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. I so, mean, there you go. Unless I missed you missing it, in which case, we both missed it. We both missed it. And then you can tell you us know, in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Can I? I mean, do you feel like that this was kind of an uneventful, really like reveal? Yeah, it kind of was. It, it was kind of just I mean, a we need to do a keynote because everybody does keynotes kind of thing. Yeah, I just don't know, man. I, this is not one of the most exciting reveals I've seen. No, I, for sure. I but do want to get in one it. and drive it around and see how it does. But uh, for now, you know, it, it doesn't incite me to go out and like sign up for an oh. order. Any? No, I'm, I'm actually more interested in the Palisade. Yeah. And the uh, the Telluride yeah. that Kia's got those those big those big hunkers yeah they're like Tahoe size yeah so you know and it makes big. you want to go skiing yeah, I hear names <laughs> it like really that, does right? yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 sure there's a, speaking of, speaking of stealing there you go stealing more names Telluride Palisade yeah 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 well yeah. it's yeah all right all right everybody thank you, you got so any, much you got it you yeah. got any no wait a minute you got any outgoing music like by a band like with like with a, the name like Steel Panther for stealing um, or, or Steelers that Wheel. That we won't or, get that we won't get some sort of copyright claim on. No, no. <laughs> right, right on. Um, okay. well, never, never mind, man. Sorry about that. Okay, that's the show. Told, uh, we'll copy next time. Uh, <laughs> wow, <that was> <laughs> Thanks again, everybody, for watching. We'll see you soon. Uh, I will leave you with a, a bit of a poem. Mm -mm. Haikus are easy, but sometimes they don't make sense. Refrigerator. <laughs> see you, everybody. Oh, let's see you, man. Oh.